Chapter 1 The creation and expansion of the Centuria Alliance took place after a period of wars and uprisings that had gone on for over five decades. The scores of planets around six star systems were now home to billions, with each colony connected via the newly established Interstellar Network, a variant of the space bridge technology discovered during the last war. These rifts in space were held open by spherical shells of exotic matter controlled by orbital monitoring platforms. The near-instantaneous travel offered by the network and the opportunities the transportation web offered turned a backward and disjointed collection of colonies into a thriving and bustling hive of enterprise within a decade of their discovery. It was this new age of optimism and hubris that pushed humanity onto its great adventure in the Orion Nebula and its destiny among the stars. A Concise Guide to Interstellar Travel It was ten years since the founding of the New Alliance, ten years since the end of the bloody struggle that brought the first period of peace in a generation. With the fighting over, it was finally time for the scientific expertise of the Alliance to tackle some of its greatest mysteries. One of the most important of these lay within the jungle world of Hyperion. It was a strange, barely habitable planet due to its difficult atmosphere and frequent violent storms. Its breathable atmosphere contained a higher level of nitrogen dioxide than was normally safe for humans, though a small number were able to adjust in weeks or months. For the majority, however, the use of a respirator was vital until a person's body was given enough time to adjust, assuming it ever did. The discovery of Hyperion had been early in the colonization of the Alpha Centauri sector, but had been quickly eclipsed by the rich jewel of Terra Nova, the most valuable planet ever discovered. Hyperion became little more than a backwater, as the other 23 planets spread out between Alpha Centauri and Proxima Centauri were thoroughly explored and exploited. Other than science teams, few had visited the planet until the discovery of the ruins in the last days of the Great Uprising. It was now a thriving colony of the Alliance, and populated by the semi-synthetic humans known as the Jotnar. A small flotilla of ships waited in orbit over the planet. Most were civilian transports and heavy haulers, but mixed in with them were a handful of small military ships. At the core of the group was a single capital ship, one of the last remaining cruisers from the war and a prior visitor to the world, the Alliance Navy ship Minotaur. She'd been involved in many battles, but her frequently repaired and upgraded superstructure gave little of her history away. From within her hull, the dark shape of an Alliance shuttle appeared. It was a standard design, used for everything from delivering cargo to landing special forces on remote moons. It moved away, making no sound in the cold vacuum of space, with only the faint wisps of escaping dust and gas betraying the maneuvering thrusters as it pushed away. A pair of Lightning MK-2 fighters took up their positions alongside the shuttle and escorted the craft down to the atmosphere of the planet. Only when they reached the outer reaches of the atmosphere did they pull up to avoid being pulled to the surface. From the ruins of the archaeological site, a team of Alliance Marines monitored the landing pattern of the shuttle. The site was apparently safe, but they were taking no chances. A single ground-based fighter circled around the landing site and stayed on position as the craft finished its journey from space and down to the modern landing pad. The structure had been built in less than three months as part of a permanent science station on the planet. 
Most of those in the shuttle moved off to the compound, each wearing the usual respirator as required for the new arrivals on the planet. Two members of the party moved to a waiting ground car that was being guarded by another two marines. The journey from the science station to the dig site took almost 40 minutes and took them through a rough track that had been cut through the thick jungle. A light mist hung over the land and reduced visibility to barely more than a hundred meters. The occasional insect or small animal could be seen, but the little life present on the planet soon kept away from the noisy machine. Most of the trees had been seeded along with the arrival of the colonists, back when Terra Nova had been settled. Little now remained of the indigenous vegetation, other than on some of the more distant parts of the planet. Eventually, the vehicle reached a clearing before a series of large hills. Rocks and debris littered the site, but it was clear that there had been something man-made here at some point recently. 